Mornings at Research Shows Podcast. Research Shows Podcast. Research Shows Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Dawn and Williams. This is Research Shows Podcast, and we are here with the morning crew. And today is just me and Kelly. So how are you doing today, Kelly? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yo. <laughs> I'm doing good. So I want to thank you right now because I will forget later. So thank you so much for coming on as my co-host. You're welcome, you know. All right. So we're going to jump right into this. This is actually, it's actually multiple stories, but this one in particular stood out to me because of the age of the guy. You know, like, we could barely go a day in the United States without mass shootings. Like, it's, like, almost every single day. So it was a 70-year-old guy in Alabama, and he shot some people at church service. So my, I think it was like he had already patronized the church. And I think it was a black church, if I'm not mistaken. Don't hold me to that. But um, is that the one where the guy used to be there and he used to service be at the service? And then yeah, and, they, and next day he started acting crazy. He started acting weird, like standoffish. And then one one time he comes to service, he like shot up the church. And my thing to you, my question to you is, why do you think it's becoming like an elderly issue and an all over age issue? Like it used to be. White males that was like young, they called them lone wolf, whatever they say, right? But now we're finding all different races doing this: black, Latino, uh, uh, Asian, and it's all different ages. Like that guy up in Brooklyn who went and shot up that subway station, he was like, oh, like he he was like at least in his seventy, wasn't he? He was like up there. And why do you think it's these elderly people that snapping like this? Because these people is losing their left and right mind straights. What'd you say? What'd you just say? They losing their left and right marbles. <laughs> wait a minute, Kelly. What? <laughs> so wait, wait. So is everybody losing the marble, the ones that do the shooting? Because it's young people that's tripping out like this too. Oh, is everybody they... losing their marble left and right? <laughs> so, why? Is it just the United States thing, or is it just like they just is tripping? I think it's something else. I think there's something in the water. Yeah, I'm starting to believe that. I'm starting to believe uh, that. But I also think it's some. But I also think it's a mental thing because everything is happening after COVID. After COVID is lifted, and everything, yeah. people weren't thinking that. Mental health was come out of the house. Now that we're open back okay. up a little bit more, people are starting to do this little trippy trip where, oh, we're out in the streets, mm-hmm. oh, all these people are around, oh, you're not, you know, stuff like that. And it's like what? nobody, nobody talked about mental health during COVID. Right. And because I think it was just like they didn't want to deal with it. Right. Pertaining to this old man. Well, first off, mm-hmm. insurances are not covering mental stays at hospitals. Oh, my gosh. Stuff like yes. That. My so client told me that. If I, go in there, if I go in there for a psychiatric break, you know, right. nobody is covering 
my psychiatric break that I have. Why? Why is that? That just happened after COVID because too many people was taking the, is that, you think too many people was using that? And that's why they just started taking it off the table? Um, I don't think so. I think it was just something about finances and what they were willing to pay for. That's what I mean, because my client just said that. She said they just all of a sudden, like they started making mental health services unavailable, like all across the country. And I'm like, I didn't even realize they was doing it. So, so, I guess, yeah, that so, would make a difference. That would make a difference. Because if it's not available, then who you supposed to talk to? Like, these is trained medical right. professionals. And then the old person, like, say the old guy, the guy that shot up, he has a mental issue. Clearly, Clearly. we know he has a mental issue. Right, but right. But he wasn't getting the help that he needed for his right. mental issue. Right. And if you don't yeah. have nobody to talk to, to get help from... What are you expecting? They probably saw the signs, but nobody was paying attention to the signs. Like, the only time you pay attention to them signs is what? In kids now? That's what you want to look at? It's just kids? They're elderly that have that issue, too. But what you supposed to do? Like, I mean, you know an elderly person ain't going to listen to you. Like, they be, like, in their own mind, like, they ain't listening to you. You got to, I don't know, you got to finesse it a certain way, depending on who you are. But they don't listen. And they for dang on sure ain't gonna listen in regards to um to mental health. Like I remember, um, I ain't gonna say no names, but me trying to talk to somebody about the fact that I saw that they was having mental breakdown. It's like I ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm okay. You know, and I'm like, Lord, I can't even say mental breakdown. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. So it's like you don't have the right the right amount of people to help with this situation and this issue and you expect people to come to people but who can you come to and then you right. worry about people calling you crazy and putting you on medications the wrong medications right it could be actually something going on in your mental in your brain but you're sitting here like you could have a tumor and that tumor make you act funny but you automatically say that person's crazy right right like the like Instead the young of, guy oh go ahead you know, instead of saying, oh, it's okay, you know. Right. It's like the young guy in um, Uvalde, I think that's how you pronounce that town, um, how he was shooting it up. And I remember somebody was saying, well, why would he go to the school and shoot up the children? I said, people mind run in reverse sometimes. Like, the, it, it defies logical reasoning. So instead of him saying, I need help, like how we were talking about with Amber Heard, well, all that stuff she was doing, instead of saying, I need help, they do craziness so that maybe somebody pays attention enough to say, this person needs help. You see what I'm saying? Because they can't be direct mm -hmm. and say, I'm breaking. You know, just like Don mm -hmm. um, Cornelius, how he was like elderly and then killed himself. And you rarely see that. Somebody who is up in age like that, you don't realize that they can be sitting there with severe depression as well. You mm -hmm. know, and and when you're when you wake up in a state of depression, it's like it's nothing nobody can say or do to help you. And that's where I believe mental health professionals come in because they are trained for years. They have their masters and their PhD. They are trained to understand the human psyche that, you know. Your 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 daughter or your sister or whoever 
may not be able to help. They don't have the capacity to help. I wasn't trained in that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. That's, and like, then, um, that's like for me. I know, you know, me being transparent, I have a counselor because I had a moment and it caused more pain than it did good. So right. Because of that, I didn't kill nobody, but right, you know, I needed somebody to talk to, and now I right. have somebody I can talk to, and I'm particularly happy that I have somebody I can talk to because of the fact that I wouldn't be able to be who I am without it. You could talk to me, Kelly. You ain't gonna say something like that. You could talk to me. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I, I talk to you all the time. But right at that moment when I had that breakdown, right, I didn't know who I could go to. Okay, and it wasn't like I had a particular person. They'd be like, "Oh, I can call that person right now, and they'll answer the phone." No, okay, I got you. It wasn't a thought in my mind. Let me go and talk to this person. Right. It wasn't until see. I have Kaiser's my insurance and Kaiser does this thing where they have you do a depression intake like assessment every year. Oh really? Every, every year I have to do a depression intake even though I didn't show signs of it or anything I still had to do that depression intake. Hmm. And because of that I was able to um I was able to get past what I was dealing with because they, they bought me somebody to talk to. Right. Right. Well, that's and good I to kind of, I didn't somebody. know they did that. Yeah. That's the one good thing. I had no idea they did that. Mm -hmm. That That is a blessing. So, but they don't give you, no, they don't, they give you a list of people you can go talk to. That's about all you got. I mean, that's better than what some people have, you know, and at least you could do it discreetly um, because I believe yeah. it's embarrassing for some people to admit that maybe they're breaking at one given point in time and life is overwhelming and that can be embarrassing for certain people. Yeah, and it's really hard for the black community to say that they need help. Mentally. Oh my goodness, yes. It's Girl, not something that's talked about in a black household. Yes, exactly. Um, because it's exactly. upon because it's like, Oh, that follows you all your life. Are you sure you want to do that? Yes. Yeah, and and I'm that, sure I want to do that. That comes from distrust of the system. And that's that's natural. And I understand it because we have a long-standing history of um evidence that we should not trust paper trails. That's you know, and that you know, doctors have mm -hmm. to do paper trails, but it's kind of like, yeah, it can be used against you. It absolutely can. So I'm guilty of that as well. Where I'd be like, I'm gonna figure this out because I ain't sure I had no paper trails on me because it, it is used against you, you know. But I will say this for medical, it has to be. I don't even know if they could subpoena it. You gotta give permission for your medical records to be released. I don't even think they could subpoena medical records. Because when do, I was going through my I custody case, mm -hmm. yeah. I couldn't even I couldn't even get my medical records for my car accident I was in two years ago without right without even having them be able to say I give them permission to do that. Right. 
Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Because I remember when I was doing my uh, uh, doing getting custody. I remember that, and then I was worried because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want them in my business and all that. And then I realized I had to sign away. You see what I'm saying? And then I I literally got to tell them which position I went to. So you know, you do have control to that extent. And I think people don't. They're not aware of stuff like that. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna close out for today. So don't forget we got 12 p.m. Eastern daily. We got my two cents and technology for seniors. Every Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern, we are here with the morning crew with a whole lot of different co-hosts. And then Thursdays at 4 p.m. is the entrepreneurs. So don't forget, if you want to collaborate, be a guest, comment. um, You can go on theresearchdepartments.com. Don't forget, we are on all streaming platforms, including Amazon Music, um, Spotify, a whole lot of different networks. So all that stuff will be um, right there on theresearchdepartments.com. And we will be back right after this. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back from that commercial break. You are listening to Research Shows Podcast, and we are in two tips from Lolita. We're here with Miss Lolita Clark. So how you doing today, Lolita? I am doing marvelous. Hello, everyone. All right. And thank you in advance for coming back on my show. You're welcome. All right. So, oh, yeah, before I get started, this right here is for my girl, um, FaithfullyGraceful.com. That's where my lovely lip gloss is from. It's a black-owned business. Please go there and patronize her business. Just look up gloss on her website, and it'll take you straight to the end. It's cute. Look. So that's that lip gloss will keep your lips from looking like powder cake donuts. Yes, honey. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into this wild story. This is actually an old story, right? So before we get started. It is a crazy story. So I'm going to give everybody background just in case you're not familiar, even though it was kind of a national case. Um, actually, I don't even have the tiny URL for that because you could probably Google this, honey. So let me, this is Marilyn Mosby. Let me let everybody know who Mar- Marilyn Mosby is. She is a Baltimore state's attorney, right? Like the prosecutor. And basically, she is the lady who was attempting to prosecute all of these officers in regards to the death of Freddie Gray. And she was unsuccessful, but being as though she did that, of course, the law enforcement community and judicial community was totally against her because, as we all know, all of them work together. And I don't think it's necessarily conspiracy. It's just kind of like we're all, they went to law school together. They uh, went to sororities, all that. They're connected. So she went against them in order to try to prosecute these officers. She was unsuccessful. So now let's go into what this lady did. If Let me tell you something. If you was bold enough to go against the system of the United States, you better have your stuff in a row, honey, and not be pulling stunts like what I'm about to say. So <laughs> it's saying to, in 2020, she submitted requests for one-time withdrawals of $40,000 and $50,000, respectively, from Baltimore's deferred compensation plans, right? According to the indictment, it alleges that Mosby falsely certified that she experienced adverse financial hardships because of the coronavirus, but actually received nearly $250,000 in salary in 2020. The indictment also. Look, Lolita already running the baby. Get look. 
<laughs> so wait a minute, y'all. So it says in 2020 and 2021, she made false statements for applications for $490,500 mortgage to purchase a home in Kissimmee, Florida for $428,400 mortgage to purchase a condominium in Longboat, Florida. So, uh, oh, I did have a, um, you could go to tinyurl.com forward slash RS story and the number six, and that's through NBC News. And so, yeah, that was Longboat, Florida. So, Lolita, first of all, what's your, we need to get your two tips for the last, this is supposed to be two tips for no leader, and Don is tripping. So we're gonna make sure we get your two tips. But first well, of all, what you have to say about this? She's a girl. <laughs> okay. Because you made all these false accusations that you had a hardship, but you got your full two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year job. You still got that money. So where's your hardship? Okay. okay. The house in Kissimmee, Florida. Florida. Correction. Correction. Was four hundred ninety thousand four ninety five. Yeah. Oh, 4,995,500. Right, right, right. The house in, in Longboat was 428,4. Oh, okay. I got you. Cheap houses. And you, you, you asked for hardship, but you received your full pay for the year. What about these people that lost their job? And need a place to stay. And they're struggling to make ends meet
There are a lot of people that's gonna get handled up in that mess. You talking about the uh the the PPP loan? Because yeah. they lie. All free all free money ain't good money. I know. And and you're creating a paper trail. People not understanding. Like large sums of money, it has to be reported to the IRS. Over ten thousand yeah. dollars, it has to be reported. They looking at you. And it was somebody I know that worked for, I forgot, I think it's called Finster. I forgot what it's called, but there's an agency that's aside from the IRS that investigates money that's under 10000 That's still large amounts that people don't even know there's a separate agency that investigates that stuff. They're starting to monitor your cash app, your cash app stuff. Yeah, I know. People is delusional. Watch that, because they're monitoring. Watch that. You know, Uncle Sam's going to watch everything when it comes to money. Yeah, it's like, and you're leaving... Yeah, you're leaving a digital uh, footprint, and you're not even realizing you're leaving a digital paper trail. And this lady, I don't know who her friends are, but if she's listening, you don't have any friends because your sound, your friends that operate in the realm of sound logical reasoning, which should have been your spouse, would have been like, "What are you doing? What no. you need this house for? Why are you lying? No. Not mortgage." No. Because her husband is a council, a city council, city council president. Oh Lord. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he was in some Baltimore type of official. Baltimore yeah. Bringing out a bunch of their gun crooks. The yeah. The city council is married to the crooked council, the crooked prosecutor. What is going on in Baltimore? Yeah. It ain't looking good. And I want to say this too. If you, like I said in the beginning, if you are bold enough to buck the system, right, and stand up against the system, you already know your your eyes got to be dotted and your T's got to be crossed. You cannot be out here committing financial fraud. Like, who are your friends? Like, somebody should be telling you, hello. You, you know, you can't say that. Because then sometimes you got these arrogant people. Yeah. No matter how rational their friends and family may be, that's true. I just find it. You know, you can't mess. Those are narcissistic people. The narcissistic people. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, because they think people are beneath them and they're smarter than everybody and they're not going to get caught. Yeah, it's like mortgage fraud. Do you understand how serious that is? But did she understand the consequences behind doing it before she did it? I think she just she didn't care. She's about she got her jail for a long time, and she's prosecuted. Right, and and look, uh, <laughs> I think she just didn't care. She got her vacation home, and it just didn't matter. You ain't gonna be there to read to enjoy it. So wait, this is my question for you too. She can get a maximum of thirty years in prison. Oh wow. Yeah, I told you I read this article, article all the way through. She can get a maximum of 30 years in prison. So, so I guess my they question selling to you. Those houses in Florida, huh? <laughs> but wait a minute. Can the, can the, not the realtor, but who's the person that does the finances in the, in the real estate transaction? Can they get in trouble? Yeah, can they get in the trouble? Not really. not really. No, they can't. If they, if oh, they show okay. documentation, you know, you know you 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 can't you can't you can't get them if you, they show the proper documentation that they got everything to secure this loan you can't be mad at the mortgage company. 
You know, and if you get a approval letter from the mortgage company, you can't be mad at the realtor who's going to show her these properties because you got the letter proof saying, hey, you got these funds. It so goes basically, back to the individual who know they lying from Jump Street. Yeah, because you know, it was you're, um, you're, you're you're submitting false documents. You know, it's before you do it, you do it. Right. But the mortgage lender expected you to be honest, right? And and submitting legitimate paperwork. Now that they think you're gonna be sketchy, right? What do you do? You 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 expect people to be on the honesty program, but not everybody is. Yeah, because it was some time ago I seen a podcast where it was a lady who got caught up. So this was her position. It was a black woman. She knew people in the credit bureau. (laughs) 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 Of course. (laughs) But wait a minute. She knew people in the credit bureau, right? So she got them to fraudulently increase her home girls or whoever's credit scores and jack it up so that they can get home loans. And this is how they got caught. They moved to affluent neighborhoods, right? And this is how they brought attention to themselves, which I didn't know this. They said rich people, when they move in the properties, they don't renovate. They move into it the way they want it to look. And that's it. And she said she was coming in, renovating it and, you know, decking it out and all that. So, of course, this got to all the neighbors. And they turned her yeah, in. You, you moving those days, you got everything you want right there in the house. You ain't got to renovate nothing. You got everything. All you do is bring your bags and move me. Oh, so that's what I was going to say. So she was the fall guy because the, the people at Price didn't get in trouble. The mortgage lender didn't get in trouble. The realtor didn't get in trouble. She had to go and do federal time. Is that not what I, is that not what I just said? Yeah. Because you're the one who's lying. You blame the person who initially started it. You knew you were lying when you you signed the paperwork. You knew it was a lie. Yeah, and I think people don't understand the seriousness of mortgage fraud. That's like, honey, because you're dealing with a whole lot of money, and the government's involved a lot of times with these mortgage um, transactions. So the government is involved for the pure simple fact the type of loans that you get it. Right, exactly. You get the VA loan, the government is involved. You get the conventional loan, the government is involved. You get the FDA loan. The government is involved in all these loans, so there's no getting around it. Right, and and people need to stop being so arrogant. But I guess you can't tell a narcissist to not be arrogant. So that's kind of like redundant. It's always their word, okay? Oh. <laughs> you can warn all you want to. They're like, oh, you're beneath me. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm better than you. And you know what? Hey, what can you say? Do you, boo? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, look, we're talking to people with healthy brains right here. That's who we're talking about. We're talking to the people who got healthy brains who might be looking at this and saying, oh, maybe I should lie. All, all the other Hey, Look, the truth will set you free. The truth will keep you out of jail. When it comes to these loan applications, but you might want to tell the truth. Yes. All right. So get at me, though. Right. All right. So, all right, Lolita. Tell everybody, everybody, Lolita is a Maryland realtor, licensed Maryland realtor. Where can everybody find you? 
You can find me on Facebook, List with Lolita. You can find me on Instagram, List with Lolita. Or you can find me on LinkedIn, Lolita Clark. If you want to give me a call or send me a text, call 703-772-3873. All right. So, everybody, don't forget, we are on all streaming platforms or most streaming platforms, Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you know, all of those things. You, um, you can also catch us 12 p.m. Eastern every day for Technology for Seniors and My Two Cents, as well as 4 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. We have we interview entrepreneurs. And then every Monday, you got Lolita and other co-hosts where we have a whole lot of different subjects we talk about. So don't forget if you want to be a guest, collaborate or make a comment on any one of these podcasts, just go and everything else I just said, go go straight to the research departments within S.com. Click on research those podcasts and we will look forward to hearing from you. So everybody have a wonderful day on purpose and stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for this quick commercial break. It's your boy Black Ice in the building. Never find a home, but I keep on rolling, but I keep on rolling on the road. I'm determined not to be beaten, I'm here to accomplish every goal. I pray to God, all of my stuff, so God is on my soul. Interchangeable energy, that's what they call me, yo. Interchangeable energy. Remember when y'all wanna give up, you became too. Peace, peace, what's going on? It's your boy Black Ice in the building. So the song that you just heard is called Interchangeable Energy. You can find me on Instagram at T-A-Y-V-O-N-J-O-H-N-S-U-N-33 and on other social media platforms in all caps, B-L-A-C-K-I dot C dot E. All right, welcome back from that commercial break. This is your girl, Dawn M. Williams. We are in the last segment, which is motivational word. And I'm going to give a story. We're going to have story time. This one is on a popular beauty supply that I was going to for years. These are real stories that I'm telling. So, okay, so. I have been going to this beauty supply for probably about 10 years and this particular beauty supply is like it has a lot of professional products it's specifically for black hairdressers it is difficult for in my opinion for black hairdressers to find um it's an exclusive store that's for professionals that other clients like regular clients can't go to like you got to have a license to purchase stuff out of there and the importance of this in the beauty industry is like exclusivity so that you know i'm coming to dawn and she uses only you know professional products i can't even access this stuff if i go online or whatever right you need a professional place that's not like your average ace and beauty supply and even that's you know not sally's beauty supply i just need a specific place and a lot of um beauticians who are not black you'll go to cosmoprof or something like that but us with black women it's like this is like i love i used to love this beauty supply so there was one incident this is after when my father died that made me look at life 100% totally different on a timeline because I look at life now like I don't have time to recover from me being angry off of XYZ situation. 
So what you going to do about it? That's how I look at it. So I caused this beauty supply because I was hot. First of all, we was down to one car at that time. No, no, no. We had two cars. I forgot why I had this car. Oh, yeah. Oh, my car was broke down. And so we were sharing uh, my old Chevy and the Chevy ain't had no air conditioning. So it was hot as I don't know what in the summertime. And I said, I am not driving cross town to this beauty supply store in the heat sweating. I'm going to be sweating the whole way. I am Muslim. I am covered. So I, I the sweating, un, you know, intentionally, uh-uh. So I decide, um, I'm going to call first. I said, how you doing? I just want to make sure you got this particular product. It was the, the mousse. It was a mousse that I like to get. The reason why I was so upset about this is because when I'm asking about this particular product, she's sitting across from this particular product and she can look and see if the product is right there. It's right there at the desk. So I, and then I said, I want to make sure it's not the extra whole mousse. It's the regular mousse by Kara Care. She like, oh yeah, it's here. Woo, woo, woo. Do you know I travel about 30 minutes to this freaking beauty supply? And it was exactly what I expected. It was not there. It was only the extra whole one, which I didn't want the extra whole one. I wanted the soft mousse. So then uh, I was mad when I saw it. I was really angry. But I said, you know what? I'm just going to get the stuff I need and then roll. And as I'm shopping, going down the aisles and putting like, you know, hair color and different things. And let me explain something to y'all about beauty supplies. When you go to the beauty supply as a salon owner, like the if you own your own salon, you are, it's rare. It is rare that you could walk out of there without spending at least $100. Because like, it's like you're re-upping, like you always got to get a lot of stuff and the stuff is expensive, right? So I know I'm about to spend $100, so I'm about to be mad because $100 is a lot of money to me. So... Um, as I'm putting stuff in the car, I'm calculating up in my brain and I know that when I get to the desk, um, oh no, I had already said something before I started shopping. I said, I thought that such as was here. Oh no, it's not here. I said, but the lady said, oh, well, no, she, she didn't know, or, or it was a computer error. Something they said that was a bunch of BS. <laughs> so as I'm like loading stuff up in the car, I was thinking, I'm going to be real mad when I get to this register because I'm out to go off because I'm be like, y'all knew this and da, 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 da. And then I thought about it. And if you was listening to the, 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 the previous two episodes back, my husband talked about the Safeway and that echoed in my brain. Why are you going to this one particular place when Allah made the earth spacious? So I took that cart, I left it at the front and I walked out the store and I never went back. Why? It's too many. It's too much competition now. You got Amazon. I could get the stuff delivered to me. I ain't got to deal with nobody with an attitude. The guy drops the stuff off at my door. And yeah, sometimes um, for certain items, it is twice as much. But is it worth paying twice as much than to go through the recovery of, and that's what the lesson I learned, than to go the recovery of calming down after being angry? Because let me tell you something. When I'm angry, and anybody's angry, it throws you off. You might be late for work. You might... um. Uh, not have enough energy to fix a meal so you're going to eat out 
you know, because you're mentally drained, you know, it costs you twice as much anyway to go and decide to be angry. And I made a decision. I am not going to sit up here and be angry because they got incompetent staff. And um, this time, no, I didn't call this uh, business owner, tell them what was going on because I don't care. You know, and I get why, um, especially I know in my community, in black in the black community, I understand why black people just be like, I'm not complaining. I'm just going to stop going. And then all of a sudden people look around like, oh, what happened to my clients? And um, it's too late to take a poll. Me personally, I thought it was done on purpose. They baited me to get there and thought that I was just going to spend it anyway. I think it's not. I think it's not. Not $200 a month. I don't think so. So that helped with my temperament because I'm like, I made an executive decision. Uh, after my father passed that, I'm going to be sure that if I know something's going to anger me and I know my calm down time, I'm not going to choose to be angry, especially if they're, you know, we're in a free, we're in a capitalistic society. There's a freaking store on every corner addressing all of your needs. So that's what I learned. So <laughs> Thank you for listening. We're going to take one more commercial break before we close out. All right. Welcome back from that commercial break. This is your girl, Dawn M. Williams. We are going to have a motivational word from me. And this is also a story time, a real life story that happened to me. And I just tell my life lesson that I learned afterwards. So... This one is about, it was a episode that I did on Brittany Griner. It might air before or after this one, but this was, um, I remember when I read Facebook posts, like I saw, like, I can't even say it was exclusively white racist people. I seen black people saying these things too. Like that's what she gets. She need to appreciate America, you know, this and that. And she's unpatriotic and she's a traitor and all this different stuff. And I'm like, well, why are they saying this? So I look it up. Well, she didn't want to play at different games because she, um, she didn't like the playing of the national anthem. And so I think it was something else about them calling her unpatriotic. Oh, she took a knee. That's what she did. She was taking a knee with all these other athletes who was doing it to bring awareness to, you know, police brutality across America. So I'm like me in my brain, right? I'm saying, well, see, they're coming from a perspective of logic. That's what I, I'm thinking in my brain because i'm coming from a place of reasoning of sound logical reasoning when i talk to people and kind of you know sometimes it's a nice debate it don't necessarily have to be an angry debate but just kind of going back and forth like well what about da, 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 having a healthy conversation well these people didn't want to have no healthy conversation i didn't realize this so i'm saying well I could have sworn that the real national anthem, like the full version speaks about slaughtering slaves, like in the third paragraph. And it does. And I'm saying this not to necessarily shut people up, but me thinking with logical reason, I'm trying to give somebody a different perspective. Like, Oh, well, this is why she didn't want to stand or, or, or listen to the national anthem being played. Well, um, by the time I got on TikTok and I posted the same, I, I posted a snippet from that particular podcast episode. And I noticed that it was white people starting to comment on my thread, angry, like, you know, that's what she get. Say the same kinds of things. And 
one guy I was going back and forth with, I, so I'm pointing out to him what he said. It doesn't say that in the national anthem. So I'm, he was like, "You don't say anything about slaves in the national anthem." And I'm like, "It literally says it in the third paragraph." So I sent a link. He's still talking about it doesn't say it there. And then it was one white person that said, I believe it was a white person that said, "You're making valid points in what you're saying, right?" And then they said, "But." That has nothing to do with the reason why they don't like her or it has nothing to do with her crime. And you know what I said? You are right. I'm steady on a realm of logical reasoning. And this is my lesson learned. Trying to come at them from a place of logical reasoning. And they're not coming from a place of logical reasoning because the only thing that has to be said is a few words. And this is not exclusive to racist white people. There are a lot of democratic black people who you just say a few words and your whole brain shuts off. And it's like, you can't have no conversation with you. I have had conversation with clients where I'd be like, Lord, I can't dare say Trump supporter, or I can't dare say, um, pro-life something like that you know what i'm saying it, it'll just shut people off i don't want to hear anything that you have to say and i think that's dangerous to have that state of mind where your whole brain just shuts off because you're not even operating from a, a position of logical reasoning you should your anger should be under control to the point where you hear somebody with an opposing viewpoint stand there and then say your viewpoint but you know my what i learned from that is as soon as somebody is giving me some stuff that don't make any logical sense, shut it off. You know what I'm saying? Ex accept it. Because as I said on a previous episode, they're basing their patriotism in a country that was founded in barbaric, animalistic behavior. They treated slaves like less than animals. Like, in perfect example... Uh, George Washington, his teeth, you know how they give the myth, they, they say his teeth was made of wood. If he had wood in his mouth, it would melt. It wouldn't stay hard. Wood can't get wet. He, they were yanking slaves' teeth out of, their out of their mouth, making dentures for him to put in his mouth. Now, how barbaric is that? And I'm not talking about dead slaves. These is living people that they're yanking it out because at one point in time, they said, we don't feel a certain amount of pain. You know, I'm not even going to get all into that. <laughs> I just want to say what my lesson was for that and um, dealing with people um, and this Brittany Griner issue and moving forward, I'm going to try my best to shut it right on down. You're not operating in logical reason. A lot of times you, you probably going to get blocked. <laughs> so and that's a whole nother episode about blocking so everybody stay tuned we'll be right back after this hey everybody this is indiana greg and i've just been on research shows podcasts make sure you tune in and 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 subscribe to the podcast um it's pretty cool uh, and find us as well uh, we do uh, download the app W-E-D-O, we do. Thank you. Hey, 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 this is Dawn. Again, I just want to thank you for staying this long if you did listening to the morning show. So don't forget, we have daily episodes, 12 p.m. Eastern, that has technology for seniors and my two cents. 
Um, we also have Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern where we interview entrepreneurs. And then Mondays, you can catch the morning crew and the rest of our co-hosts on the morning show for research show 6 a.m. Mondays. So, as always, we just want to thank you again. Don't forget, we are on all streaming platforms, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Chesapeake Podcast Network, and all different um, platforms. Just go straight to the research departments with an S.com. Click on Research Shows Podcast. You can see all of those things. Also, don't forget, if you would like to collaborate, if you want to leave a comment, or if you just want to be a guest, you can also go straight to that website, Be a guest. We would love to hear from you. So everybody have a wonderful day on purpose.